Hello, welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Welcome to the story. Academy Days, episode 56, Just Do. Nora Arjean felt chills run down her back in waves. She stared at her debate teacher. What had she just said? Miss Tomer turned and wrote the debate topic for that quarter's in-school rounds on the whiteboard. Giving criminals immunity for informing on other criminals is unjust. Nora felt her limbs turning to concrete. Really? That topic? This year? Right now? Send them to jail no matter what, Paxton Price said. Case closed. Nora stared at the back of the kid's head in the front row. He was hyper and loud-mouthed and also kind of smelled like wet cardboard. Who had let him into the smart student club anyway? Paxton, save your breath until you know whether you are assigned to the affirmative or the negative side of the case, Miss Tomer said. I'll lose on purpose if I'm assigned to the wrong side, Paxton mumbled. Who vetted these people anyway? Nora gripped her pen and made a dark, jagged line across her notebook. If only Carmen Oliver and Ira Winters were still here to make debate club an intelligent discussion. Freya Loomis raised her hand. Miss Tomer, do we have to do a Lincoln-Douglas debate? It just seems more confusing than a policy debate. Freya slowly lowered her hand to nibble on her fingernails as she waited for a response. How could a girl who was so great at backstage management during ECA productions be so nervous everywhere else? Even Lacey Winters would be more used to the debate club. Somebody poked Nora's arm with a pencil. You're looking down your nose at all the sophomore and freshman club members, Sophie Schroeder whispered. You might want to hide your feelings just a little better. Hide her feelings. Exactly the thing Nora wouldn't be able to do if Miss Tomer insisted on this topic. Because the truth was, when it came to criminals and their just due, her feelings were all over the place, and all over the place was not Nora's comfort zone. At all. When Miss Tomer finally closed the Thursday meeting of the club, Nora plodded out the door into her locker. Nora, want to meet up at the library later? Sophie asked. She jiggled her locker handle until the door finally released. I have to take my sister to check out some books for a project, which means the rest of my siblings will want to come. I figure I'll release them into the middle grade and kids section of the library and then escape to those study pods on the opposite side of the building. Nora shoved her debate folder into her backpack. Sure, I don't have much homework, but I could start researching for debate. Speaking of, why did you go all thundercloud grouchy in there? The girls headed down the three flights of steps to the front entrance of ECA. Nora swallowed. Nobody was supposed to know what had gone down with Xavier, not while his case was related to the ongoing investigation. Even though Sophie was trustworthy, the whole situation was just embarrassing anyway. I, I'm not sure what I believe about the topic Miss Tomer chose, Nora said. 
Sophie shrugged. Me neither, I guess, but that's why I like debate. It gives me a chance to explore ideas using unemotional data. Or data. Unemotional. Yeah. The thing Nora usually prided herself on exuding, but apparently that facade was beginning to crack. How would she keep it together from falling completely apart? Exactly one week later, Nora ducked behind the door of the janitor's closet and held her breath. A mop slid sideways, the handle clonking her in the back of the head. She reached behind herself and slowly pushed the mop upright again. Had the sound carried out into the noisy hallway of Easton Christian Academy's third floor? Where's Nora? Sophie's voice came muffled from the end of the hallway. What? I thought she was behind me. Winston's voice came next. She'll be late, and Miss Tomer will penalize our team, Sophie said. Nora gulped. That little detail had slipped her mind when she'd decided to skip debate club today. But if she didn't show up at all, maybe Miss Tomer wouldn't count it against the team's score. Just go into the classroom, guys, Nora pled silently. She couldn't do debate today. Not this topic that struck too close to home for her to discuss it with bland professionalism. Not that you could exactly call her debate classmates totally professional in their presentations. Some of them got pretty loud, banged the podium, or broke down into giggles when they lost their place in the notes or said a word wrong. The noise in the hallway was ebbing quiet as most of the students left for the day. The debate club, the Spanish club, and the chess club members were all due to be in their classrooms in exactly ten seconds. Nora! Winston bellowed. Maybe she's in the restroom, Sophie said. Nora squeezed her eyes shut. This was so dumb. If she was really going to be a lawyer someday, she would have to face topics like this. Wasn't that the whole point of studying law? to bring sense and order to difficult questions, to garner some kind of control over messy situations. The bell rang and the hallway went completely silent as the nearby classroom door shut with a bang. Winston, he never could shut the door quietly. Nora slowly stepped out of the closet and sidled down the short hallway that led into the main corridor of the third floor. A few teacher voices in conversation came from Mrs. Cowan's office, but otherwise everything was quiet. A couple of minutes later, Nora unlocked her bike from the bike rack at the side of the building and pedaled towards home. The house would be lonely when she got there. Mom had picked up a part-time cleaning job, Dad had janitorial duty at the local public high school, and Xavier... Xavier had been hustled off to who knew where after cooperating with the authorities. He'd spilled some good stuff against the shrapnel, apparently, which had earned him immunity but had also put him in danger. And of all things, Miss Tomer had to pick this year to do a Lincoln-Douglas debate about the justness of giving criminals immunity when they squealed on other criminals. Nora pedaled towards Main Street Easton, She'd hang out in the used bookstore for a while. The place was usually quiet. Best of all, none of her schoolmates were likely to be there. A few minutes later, Nora entered Turn the Page and wound her way through the shop to the back where couches and end tables were gathered into a cozy reading circle. 
page, the owner of Turn the Page, appeared around the end of a shelf with a book in one hand and a tray of cookies in the other. Good afternoon, Nora, she said in her soft up-and-down voice. She held out the tray, and Nora chose a ginger snap dipped in white chocolate. Is that a recommendation? Nora asked, nodding towards the book Paige held. The bookstore owner nodded. I got a donation box full of what looks to be a courtroom drama series. Thought you might like to peruse it. Let me know if they're worth putting on the shelves. You know my intolerance for smut, too. Nora nodded. Sure, I'll take a look at it. Paige cocked her head. You don't usually come in on Thursday afternoon. You're a girl of routine, Nora. Everything okay? Nora fiddled with an oversized blue button on a throw pillow. I needed some space from a situation. Paige nodded. Gotcha. I'll let you be then. And she meandered away. The front door jangled, and she called out a greeting to another customer. Nora settled back into the deep corner of the couch, nibbled on the cookie, and held the book against her knee as she flipped open to the title page. The Case of the Brilliant Barrister. Title sounded a little dry, but Nora turned to the beginning of the first chapter anyway. She was deep into chapter three when Paige called out that she was locking up the door and leaving soon. You can stay and read for a while. Just exit through the side door. It will lock after you, she said, coming from between the shelves. She held out the cookie plate. Want one more before I bag them up? They'll be in the cupboard under the counter if you want to grab one more before you leave. She grinned. I keep all my snacks under there. Nora grinned. Miss Page, you shouldn't have told me that. Page waved her hand. Oh, I don't mind sharing my goodies with people who know what's important in life. She nodded at the shelves lined with books. See you soon, Nora. A moment later, the front door jangled shut, and the click of the lock sounded through the quiet store. Nora checked her phone. 5.30. Nobody would be home. What did it matter if she hung out a little longer? She wasn't even hungry, thanks to Paige's cookies. Nora read on, the end of Chapter 3 flinging her into Chapter 4 and then Chapter 5, as the protagonist, a lawyer for the defense, scoured the legal records in the dim bowels of an old courthouse. Of course, the lights flickered, and the lawyer found herself plunged into darkness as the scraping sound of footsteps drew near. A bump, like a softly closing door, brought Nora up straight. The paperback book slid out of her hand and plopped softly to the floor. Nora pressed her lips together and listened. Another quiet click, plastic rustling, then the unmistakable sound of crunching on food. Did Paige have mice? Gross. Nora eased off the couch and edged toward the counter area near the front of the store. She bent forward to look around the corner of a picture book display and froze. A girl, probably her own age, was leaning against the counter munching a cookie, a dozen or so still in the Ziploc bag in front of her. Nora stepped into view hands on hips. What are you doing? The girl jumped, dropping the cookie. She leaned down behind the counter and popped back up the cookie in hand. Eating, 
she said, and continued to munch. The bookstore is closed, and that's Miss Page's private property, Nora said. She wouldn't mind, the girl said. True, about eating the cookies, but hanging out in the store without permission after hours? You should leave. The girl raised her chin. Why do I need to leave, but you don't? Because Miss Page knows I'm here. Does she know you're still here? The girl shrugged. Maybe, maybe not. Why are you here? Nora took a step towards the counter, not breaking eye contact. The girl raised her eyebrows. Do you have some kind of special right to know? Okay, this was not a fight Nora could win with intimidation. I'm calling Paige. Nora slid her phone out of her pocket and pulled up her contacts. Go ahead. Paige answered on the third ring. Nora, anything wrong at the store? There's a girl here eating your cookies, Nora said. Paige laughed. Are you talking about yourself in the third person? Take the whole bag home with you. I'll make more for tomorrow. No, I mean a girl other than me. It's okay. Share them with your friends. I don't mind. No, I mean she was in the store or got into the store somehow. I didn't let her in. Another bookworm stowaway in one of the back corners. It's okay. Just leave through the side door, like I said. But Miss Page. Oh, Nora, I've got to go. I'm looking out my front window and my dog just got across the underground wire again. Oh, no. He's headed for my neighbor's pool. He'll pop one of their floaty toys and I'll hear about it for a month. The phone went silent. Nora gritted her teeth and lowered her phone. I heard. The girl waved a third cookie. So, we're all good. Taking a few steps towards the side door, Nora flicked her eyes up to the little black cameras tucked up against the seam of the ceiling. Fine. Let this obnoxious girl stay all night in the bookstore. She'd get Paige to take a look at the footage tomorrow. You... Nora said, pointing at the girl, are up to something. The girl grinned. Am I? I am leaving. Sounds good, Miss Deputy Sheriff. See you around. The girl hoisted herself up to sit on the counter and swung her legs. Want a cookie for the road? She held out the bag. Nora didn't answer, just ran a hand over the light switches by the side door, plunging the store into darkness and then pushed against the panic bar. She let the door clank shut behind her. In the alley between Turn the Page and the Schroeder Bakery, she took a deep breath. Irritating. Hey, Nora, is that you? Where were you this afternoon? Sophie stood next to the dumpster at the end of the alley. Why? Why was this whole day being hijacked again and again? Sophie flung a bag of trash, probably from the bakery, into the dumpster and let the lid crash down before jogging towards Nora. Did you seriously ditch us to read all afternoon? Nora looked away from Sophie in the opposite direction to where the alley opened up into Main Street. Just act unruffled, unconcerned, not like she'd run for cover from something she didn't know how to deal with, because Nora Argine didn't run and she figured out how to deal with anything. 
I wasn't up for it today, she said. Sophie squinted. Um, you realize Miss Tomer will probably penalize our team. Nora nodded. I'll make it up to you guys. Sophie waited, as if expecting Nora to keep on explaining herself. Nora took slow steps towards the street. Guess I'll go home to find some supper. Right? Sophie didn't follow, and as Nora continued her stroll, she listened to the quietness of the alley until it was finally broken by Sophie's feet scraping against the broken sidewalk, heading in the opposite direction. Sophie wouldn't get mad, be confused, but not mad. After all, everybody knew that Nora Arjean wasn't always easy to read. Nora shoved her hands into the pockets of her uniform skirt. Except over the past year, she'd almost felt like the old Nora was coming back to the surface again. The one who'd had easy friendships back in New York. The one who wasn't always hiding knots of difficult feelings inside. Now it felt like she was isolating herself again. But was there anything she could do to stop it? She paused at the corner of Turn the Page and glanced toward the display window. The place was dark, so the girl must not have switched the lights back on. Was she all right? Like, what if the girl was in a desperate situation or something? Maybe Nora should go back and offer to help. Hands get involved in something complicated, no thanks. Nora unlocked her bike from the rack and pedaled towards home. Most likely that stowaway was making her own trouble and could just deal with it herself. Get her just due. Nora swallowed, but what about mercy? What was she supposed to do with the idea of mercy? And the fact that she was so thankful that it had been extended to her own brother. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days, and thank you for one of the latest reviews for the podcast down below. Whoever it was referred to me as Miss D. The young people where I work call me Miss D, so I'm not exactly sure who it was, but thank you so much for being kind and leaving a review. Have a great summer. Bye!